0: I don't remember. I don't remember what got me there. Oh, you know what it was? In the news, there's uh, the like this guy met a, met a girl named Nicole on the bus, and then instead of doing a uh, a like a misconnections type of ad, he sent an email. They like she she said where she goes to college, and so he sent an email to every Nicole at that college.
1: Oh no! Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm, oh. I am falling apart <laughs> from just knowing this.
0: Oh, God. Because <laughs> you know after that happens, all the Nicoles at the college find each other and are all talking to each other like, what the fuck is what? this? And there's one no, Nicole that's in the what, corner That's, that's really what the story red. was. The guys, the guys like, misconnection, as cringy as that sounds in description, in the article they make it sound like it was pretty nice. Like, hey, no big deal. This is the wrong Nicole. I just thought I'd give this a shot, whatever. Uh, but then all of the all the Nicole's on this email chain just start blasting, just start hanging out. Uh,
1: <laughs> and see, that's that's the most amazing outcome of this, right? Yeah. Is that there is now an army of girls named Nicole <laughs> who are all loving and supporting each other with a shared purpose. Let me tell you about my family. No, that's still- So propane
0: and
1: propane etc uh hey everybody good morning it's Saturday morning Tuesdays oh boy I'm Austin I'm Rory I'm Andy and boy it's Tuesday good thing it's not Monday because we all hate Mondays because we are all Garfield the cat. <laughs> We are America's favorite tabby flabby tabby uh, we uh, love that lasagna and just don't like Odie and and any any of John's tricks <laughs> and we're we're Garfield the Cat and we are here to talk about not Garfield uh, but our three our two cartoons. Well, no, now that Austin's kids.
0: already told everybody everything I know about Garfield, I feel a little left out of the rest of the theme. You kind of really blew our
1: load real quick with all of a,
0: all of the Garfield facts. Just really listed off everything that we. <laughs> no, hold on, though. Hold on. I need uh, to understand John. John. John sucks, right? Remember oh, John? Yeah. Remember John oh. Arbuckle? Oh yeah, yeah. He really sucks. America's America's Never one bachelor, John Arbuckle. <laughs> No, I really need to understand this. Are all three of us Garfield at the same time? We're all. Three. That's
1: right. Yeah, we are. We are Omni Garfield. We are three, <laughs> three Garfield and one Garfield all at once.
0: Like a Voltron for he is scenario, scenario. For he is forever, and we are he.
1: No, as I as I didn't maybe didn't say because I just kind of implied it because I thought that just normal people of average intelligence would understand the three timelines merged, three Garfield timelines <laughs> merged together into one, creating a, a, a echo effect uh creating three garfields in in a single timeline
0: perfect (laughs) well maybe that explains why i was so confused about your lasagna comment because i'm a a garfield from a timeline where i hate lasagna a lot Um, i love enchiladas over here over here in the i'm really into those jalapeno poppers
1: well boy that means more lasagna for me (laughs) (laughs) this works out great
0: i'm sure that we're gonna (laughs) have a lot of depth in this theme to plumb throughout the rest of this episode
1: that's that's right, and we're also going to talk about uh, our final episode of Super Kids that's today. Yeah. Uh, we are a cartoon podcast primarily, uh, <laughs> when we're not talking about how much we love uh, those certain days of the week, or dislike days of the week, uh, and which kind of foods we like, and uh, which, which of our owners are just really getting our goat today, <laughs> but we also are watching Astro Boy and the Powerpuff Girls.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we've done 4 of these so far this is the 5th and you know what when we started we said 5 seems like enough and i think it is i think we're hitting Yeah, the yeah end. i it's one of those it's one of those things i i was bummed that i was only going to watch 5 episodes of these shows but i'm glad we don't overstay our welcome with them um, I think that's
1: true too i think I don't know important. how many
0: more are going to be the right number and i liked everything we did in this 5 so you know it's good
1: yeah, yeah. You know, it, it leaves me still wanting more with these shows, and I know there's certainly more to see and more to discuss. And Yeah,
0: and that gives us something to, you know, hand off to the viewers who still have, right. there's still, like, material.
1: Right, but we've experience. seen enough, I think, to know, you know, to kind of get a relative judge of the quality of these program.
0: Yeah! Here, quick question. What's that? In, in this timeline, do we still have Nermal? Is Nermal still a thing? Oh, normal very much a thing, and I am about her. That lady oh. cat who is but, my, but she's, my guy, she's my cat girlfriend. She's my female girlfriend. Normal's a guy. Oh, is that is that the thing? Normal's a guy with some really, really line, nice. Andy. I get. I thought oh. normal was. The, I thought Nirmal was the sweet sexy cat, or is it? Or, well, Normal is a dude with some very feminine eyelashes. Oh, I see. See, that's really why I I really should. I have not touched a, a comic book of, of the of the boy Garfield <laughs> in probably what is. Probably what is known in colloquial terms is twenty
1: years of Le Chat Garfield.
0: <laughs> uh, so, okay, so we wanted to talk about Powerpuff Girls first, right? Let's yeah, do I it. turned I turned nine years old and was immediately too old for Garfield.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, we got I've told this story before. My parents thought I was getting too sarcastic.
0: <laughs> That's right for being Garfield. <laughs> so this is this theme is a little bit like uh, like parental this is revenge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're, See, you're Mom acting and Dad. out. Yeah, like the same snooty patootie that I've always been. I was already reading, like, Bloom County and not getting a word of it, but knowing for sure it was better than Garfield. Oh,
1: God, you disgust <laughs> me.
0: I was more of a family circus kid myself.
1: I was a fan of the barnyard animals uh, <laughs> of <laughs> the, the, the second half of the Garfield show. the And Friends? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck (laughs) you. God, who would do that, right? Fuck you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've just I've just overslept here in my cat box. And and what is it? What have we what have we walked in on? But it's it's Powerpuff Girls season one episode nine bubble vicious. And if if you want to know how it goes, it goes as, as this goes. Bubbles <laughs> is tired of people dismissing her as more sugar than spice. Especially the professor and her sisters, who treat her like a braby. Then she sets up to <laughs> prove she's hardcore. She takes everyone by surprise, even Machochocho. I like the way that you say words wrong sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very comedic and 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 so like a cat, I guess. Is that yeah, Garfieldish? Just like that, well, that's how that's how it goes in my Garfield timeline. And I'm from the timeline where <laughs> Garbo can't read.
1: Garfield just can't talk. He's got mush marble mouth. (laughs) He's he's got Kirk Cobain's marble
0: mouth. (laughs) That's good to know. Uh, So apparently this one, this one was one of uh, Craig McCracken's top 10 episodes of all time when he was asked about it, Um, which I guess just means that he really likes bubbles as a character. I, I thought this was a great episode, but like, yeah,
1: this is a fun. This is a very solid 11 minute episode. Yeah, I would say I think it had. Yeah, for for the sh- for the quickies, it had I would say the the
0: the the benefit of a show like this is the nonsense is firmly grounded in character. Right. Um, So it's not just sitting around watching somebody, you know, zip around for 10 minutes. Well, we are. Yeah. But it's it's with it, it. I don't know. It has it has more gravitas.
1: It also has that wonderful feeling of when you see a character that is very archetypical and they follow that archetype for every episode of this show for, you know, a long time. Uh to see them break that just once mm-hmm. is really fun, just has an innate joy to it. You know that that you get this special glimpse into a character uh that you never get to see otherwise and and even though this is season 1, yeah. It's still early for this show. We still get bubbles, you know, like we we get, we get from
0: time to time glimpses, but usually not she doesn't get badass like she does in this one but right. it's fun sometimes seeing the just the like a little a little weirdness or 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 darkness in her you know mm-hmm. yeah that, that that would that would return for you know in in later episodes that she's just a little creepy sometimes yeah yeah <laughs> in her in her joviality
1: yeah this show i think lent itself really well to being spoken of on the playground yeah in elementary school where you just be like, oh, man, did you see the one where Bubbles <laughs> was, like, super hardcore? And then she was, like, <laughs> punching everybody. And people were like, oh, what? I haven't seen that.
0: <clears throat> I like this episode because I feel like maybe this is one of the most, like, overtly, intensely violent episodes of the show. Yeah. Uh, which I think is something that they toned down a little bit later as the show went, al- went along. but uh, But Bubbles, like... She bleeds in this episode. She brutally murders a lot of monsters. She knocks yeah. out some serious just fucking civilians in this episode. <laughs> yeah. It, like she goes off the wall. And I love that. I love, you know, like good, good drama where you get to see someone pushed to their edge and just blow past it. And then it.
1: past it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, so what's the, the the setup? We've we've got the, the girls are training in some sort of combination like holodeck and danger room.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely an <clears throat> X Men Danger Room vibe to it. And it makes sense that Professor Utonium would have this sort of chamber yeah. Uh, yeah. as a safe way to test out the powers of the girls. And um, yeah, it's like this little room that has a dial that controls the difficulty of the simulation. And I uh, want to just
0: really quickly say that I'm so pleased that both of us got to reference X Men before Rory could. No. Um, <laughs> like I'm just yeah. like like I'm really feeling it inside. Like it's just a, it's it's like a little glow, like a nightlight in my soul. Um. So, yeah, it's fun. They've got like a. Uh, it goes all the way up to eleven, but the other girls right. get set on nine, and when Bubbles goes in, she they turn it down to two for her in a very <laughs> condescending manner. Yeah. She has to beat it, but she does go to town at the at the end of the at the end of the bit as she just obliterates this tiny little toy robot.
1: <laughs> um
0: but i was gonna say also it was fun seeing her totally fangirl out at buttercup yeah yeah buttercup destroys this giant slug beast and and bubbles yeah just like completely it was like and then the, and then you did this and then you did that and you did this and you did that and the whole time buttercup's just kind of hating it
1: it was gonna get it was a fun bit yeah I, I i do love their mutual respect for one another uh when they are not ruthlessly mocking <laughs> bubbles in this episode <laughs> God,
0: the professor just like when they turn it on, he's got just the most condescending voice.
1: It's so good. Like
0: <laughs> I don't even remember what he says, but he's just like, oh, she's so cute when she gets pouty like that. And you're like, <laughs> oh god. Like clearly this episode is trying to speak to to sort of a larger female like woman's issue in general. Like, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Well, we'll go
0: easy on you. Like like really condescending people uh underestimating the the femme among us, right?
1: Like, yeah. And the, the internalized frustration that happens from every like microaggression, basically, you know, yeah. it's, that's all stacked up for bubbles. You know, she's felt that every time and it comes out more in this episode. Uh, and <laughs> what happens when they, they're just so over the top about it. And she's like, no, I can be hardcore. <laughs> and they, they laugh her off. Um, she runs out of the room. She turns the simulation by herself up to 11
0: and the and dial just, itself, like, doesn't want her to turn it to eleven. I really like yeah. that that little choice. Like, she has to struggle mm-hmm. with the dial to take, <laughs> turn. Like, that's 10, good animation.
1: Eleven, like, that's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it really makes you like earn that and understand the stakes of it in a very small gesture. There. Um, plus, it's a little Spinal Tap reference to uh, eleven, which is fun.
0: That was the first movie where that number appeared it's true we, we it, didn't have we just went
1: straight from we 10 didn't to have. 12 <laughs> famously invented the the first uh 11 and the a bunch of these monsters who come in and yeah she goes to town it's grotesque actually she like rips yeah. the horn off of a monster Ugh. she shoves it through his throat and it sticks out the back <laughs> of his neck <laughs> and uh it's so rough. How did this I don't know how this made it. And like I
0: said earlier, like she she has to like wipe blood off of her face at one point, she too. She does,
1: yeah. Cartoon Network could get away with kinda whatever they wanted, I guess. I think it you
0: have to it's also I, I think you there probably are are some are some some guidelines in place. Like because it's a cartoon and because she's in a danger room inside the cartoon, you know the the stakes are particularly uh open to be, you know, messed with. Yeah. It, it's true, I mean, but she does she does take a lot of that out into the real world, which is then when things start getting really uh worrisome.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. Uh, uh clearly she, clearly she's not like ripping parts of civilians off and shoving them down their throats, but Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean that are that are your the the rules are just very different when it comes to beating up completely non-humanoid, non-sentient monsters. Uh, they uh-huh. We're always allowed to get a little gruesome.
1: Yeah. She has still clearly lost her grip on reality. Now you know oh, totally. she's she has her full strength and none of her restraint, and she just is, uh, you know, uh, a single traffic jam. And there's a talking dog, our our favorite talking dog recurring character. He's like, <laughs> I sure can talk, but I don't know how to drive. <laughs> and she just like smashes him and beats him up, beats up a dog. Is her first like real? Yeah. Act if you wanna to get, get the scope of her transgression.
0: <laughs> uh I don't wanna I don't wanna blow past this one little thing. It kind of got a bit meme-y, I remember, as a kid, but when she finishes that danger room segment and it like is fading back to normal, it the camera like pans back and she's standing there just like seething and she Tara Strong just delivers like the best line in the universe and she yells out like, Who else wants some?
1: Who else wants some?
0: yeah and it's so great to hear like the tiny like bubbles just screaming so mad tara strong
1: Uh, does such a great job with this character
0: yeah i mean her her like claim to fame is being able to do this sort of like screamy but squeaky voice and not have it like fall out of that register yeah yeah like it's intense how much she can do that
1: well and also like i just as a pet peeve most of the time i hate Fake kids' voices.
0: Uh huh. Oh, this, this, is, yeah, this, the sort of squeaky high thing is, is,
1: yeah, oh. like the amount of, like so many video games, for example, that couldn't get a child voice actor to do, you know, probably 80 hours of dialogue recording. So they just have, <laughs> you know, they have a woman do it, usually, or, you know, or weird man.
0: And, <laughs> 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 <I don't know.
1: laughs> You know, or, you know, look, it's just when they when they have these really fakey voices that, oh, geez, Mr. Oh, no. And like, oh, my God, I hate it.
0: I mean, I can but, do it when they're literally doing that one, when they're doing the the pimple kid <laughs> from Simpsons. But otherwise, yes. I'm with you. Yeah.
1: Other. Yeah. Like a fully prepubescent. Mm-hmm. Um, It's usually it's so hard to get that right. And the way they do it in Powerpuff Girls has enough character to it because, you know, they're. You have the voice act actress from Tommy Pickles yeah. as Buttercup, and she doesn't fuck around. And neither does Tara Strong, and I can't remember who did uh, Blossom, but, you know, they're all great.
0: So the whole deal now is that she decides she's going to go off on her own because she's mad at her sisters. And she's going to protect Townsville on her own. And we get this montage, like Austin was talking about, of... Like someone walks on the grass and she beats them to shit and like someone litters and he's beaten to shit before the paper (laughs) hits the ground. And like, (laughs) oh, there's like a no parking. And there's this lady in the car parked and she just picks up the car and chucks it off screen. And like, yeah, it's it's really good. I like it a lot. But then it ends with Mojo Jojo kidnapping her and like chucking her into this evil contraption. It does indeed. Yeah, Because he's he's under the, the false the false pretense that she's still regular
1: Bubbles. Mm-hmm. Right, he's been out of the loop for a minute, <laughs> and he's got this Rube Goldbergian plan that as soon as she's gonna scream, uh, because he assumes that she's the weaker, scared one, and she's gonna scream with fear, and that's gonna lead the other two girls in, and then they're gonna like get stuck in glue, and there's a cannon and some whole <laughs> plan that's that is supposed to happen um, because he assumes the bu- uh, bubbles is the way that she is and she uh you know doesn't go for it and i mean she does end up screaming but mojo has to turn the pain laser all the way up to 11 another Uh match there of the the same thing before but uh blaster with the laser and then but she breaks out herself and beats mojo to a pulp
0: and i don't want to skip by the uh the sick burn of the week here because as he's like lasering the shit out of her, she's she calls him a doodoo brain, and then he says, <laughs> doodoo brain, that's it! I've had it with your sassy mouth." <laughs> 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 that's when he turns it to eleven. <laughs> just, yeah, I like that. I like that he gets pissed off about the most just mundane insult known to man.
1: He's he's probably very sensitive to brain <laughs> brain related put downs because he does have that big old the big old bean. Uh, but yeah, the the sisters show up because they still heard her and heard her with a D, not heard her. Yeah. But were they? <laughs> yeah. They, they they heard her and they they came running and uh, then Mojo is like up and shoots him again. And then she just like wails, wails into him again to end the episode, but not before she, you know, apologizes. And it's a good
0: yeah. it's a good thing because, the the you know, her sisters show up and, and are like no dude you're hardcore and Uh, she and she instantly is back to normal is like me (laughs) oh
1: (laughs) yeah she just needed some validation yeah well
0: it's good it's a good you know (laughs) i almost said it was a good message i mean it is a good message but she also like probably (laughs) also apologies to a lot of other people
1: (laughs) she beat up a dog and a lot of people
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's got to write some serious I'm sorry notes.
1: Yes. I don't know, I mean so that's, yeah, that's that yeah. That about covers it, but that but now uh, you know, this is the end of PPG. Uh for us. Yeah. And I don't know if we had any higher level thoughts about it right now. Um as we're recording this when we started recording it, it was before that time, but right now it is the official 20th anniversary of the Powerpuff Girls.
0: That's true. Which oh, is yeah,
1: cool. And I've been reading uh just some people reacting online and like on Twitter and threads and like reminding um, people and remembering their favorite memories of the show. And
0: I saw some weird article slash think piece or whatever. That was like the rowdy rough boys prepared women for, for shitty men. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know though. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't know. the end of that episode was, <laughs> we, we didn't, we didn't really agree with how that how that yeah, was necessarily just, just tried handled. Kissing him, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's the kind of erosion of um, you know the actual content to what the takeaway was. So mm-hmm. I think that's okay. If if after after twenty years, what was a perhaps a problematic episode, you're left with nothing but the the good nugs. That's, yeah, that's, that's true.
1: Kind of also the way I, I think about it too is uh, I think it really was a net positive. And for yeah. for some of the nitpicks that we've had for the show and and things that didn't age super well i think uh as a greater whole it really has been a net positive for uh for the children who watched it who were who were inspired by it who were uh saw you know strong women and you know girls that were kicking ass and and were nuanced characters sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. and an early
0: and an early leader in the half in the 10 minute episode that wasn't just kind of absolute Hanna-Barbera nonsense.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we mentioned this before, but I think maybe I cut it out of an earlier episode, but the, you know, the 10 minute, 11 minute format is actually kind of a difficult one to write for because it's almost like it's too long to do a short thing and too short to do a long thing kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that most of the time this show got it pretty well. And, uh, and yeah i think you need to pump it with a lot of action to fill that time but i think powerpuff girls usually struck a really good balance with making its action either funny or pretty badass to watch and it was um, good satire yeah yeah the uh the awareness they had from the beginning of of the genre they were doing was was impressive
1: yeah so you know i mean some of the weirder stuff i think i you know not no, not really noticing as a kid but you know the the male gazy stuff that was a little weird uh you know that would go out of its way to to show uh you know more i think more anatomy (laughs) than (laughs) than was necessary
0: and that that seems like a craig mccracken problem in general too because dexter's laboratory has a lot of that Mm -hmm. as well uh from what i remember um so but, you know, it's like it's that and it's also like the I mean, we watch Dumb and Dumber, too. Right. So, like, right. And I mean, I mean, that. well, here's the thing, too. This, this gets a little bit deeper into just sort of like normal film history. But like the male gaze is so embedded in in cinema, both as a both in the literal like cinematic techniques, the directors who pioneered it. Mm-hmm. It's harder than you think to completely wipe, you know, wipe it out of existence, even when you go watch. You know, you go watch a Jane Campion movie, and it's you know you can you can find it if you're looking for it as a uh-huh. point of if you're looking to point it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: it it is it, it really is a you know for better or for worse it's it's in the bones. It's the for the very first you know films were these sort of spectacle you know male gazy things loo. and lookie lookie loo loo pictures. And, <laughs> and it all kind of evolved outward from from that seed. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and this was also the late 90s. I don't know how many people even knew what the term male gaze meant at the time. Well, that's the thing, too, is we haven't really been deconstructing it all that long. The male gaze has been as a cinematic, you know, name has been around for a little while. But as a thing that people talk about in, let's say, popular political theory, certainly not.
1: Yeah, Yeah. probably not in studio meetings when they were making the (laughs) (laughs) PowerPoint.
0: Andrew, I got a question for you. Boy, I sure hope I can answer it. I love helping my friend Rory. Well, the question is, can you tell everybody about our brand new sponsor this week? Uh, straight, straight from from uh, from toy from toy uh, megalith, uh, a big toy company, uh, Lego. <laughs> Please tell us about their new about their new kit, Lego WikiLeaks. <laughs> got it you got it buddy i'll tell you all about lego WikiLeaks. (laughs) oh because you know i know you're sick of those lego star wars sets that you got you bought them all so many i got so many speeders way too many speeders all of those big fucking speeders and and giant ships too many too many lego sets i want to get back down to, to to the simple joy i used to have as a kid but you can't have that as an adult or can you legos you know they're they're fun, but they don't—they don't give you that thrill anymore. But you can get that thrill back with Lego WikiLeaks, because with every set of Lego WikiLeaks you buy, you—you you build it, you assemble it, and it opens up, and inside are horrible facts, just <laughs> ill-timed facts about public figures the and brick sometimes but you build a gulag around <laughs> around Julian Assange. Yeah. <laughs> But it'll 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 leak on on politicians. But it'll it'll give you leaks about your friends. It'll give you leaks about other Lego sets that it feels catty about. It'll it'll tell you all about what Vader does when you don't you're not looking at him in your Lego Death Star. But it'll also oh, no. tell you you know what anime your friends watch so that you can just really shame them on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy. Uh, Andy. Yeah. Do you think that those? Do you think that when you find out what what animes that all of the world leaders watch, <laughs> do you think those are those are called the Jintama Papers?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm gonna okay, get ruined an an anime like the, like, the, like the Panama? No, it's the Panama Papers. But you, you, but you fucking called it Gintama not Gintama. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, look who doesn't know how to say the, Look at, now, now the now it's back on you because I did not know yeah, your yeah, anime. Now Andy yeah. does
1: get two demands <laughs> <words> from that. <laughs>
0: I'm off the hook because I clearly just went and looked up, went, looked up animes and went for the first one that worked for my pun. What did you, <laughs> you
1: just Google animes that are shameful? <laughs> animes that sound kind of like Panama. Wait, I don't you mean, mean to just do- called the anima Papers. <laughs> I don't mean it's to right derail there. this ad, but do you think do you think Vladimir
0: Putin watches like Little Sister anime? i think is he that, definitely watches those
1: he definitely does and so does julian assange absolutely <laughs> yeah. that's why that's why he's fleeing capture right now in uh <laughs> some other part of the
0: world because they watched eromanga sensei and and put all those good reviews of it online um yeah that's that joke is for one person i probably
1: yes for uh, julian assange he's licking his lips <laughs>
0: Well, here we go. I'm back here. Uh, this is me. Uh, I didn't tell you this before, but I'm the I'm the Bill Murray Garfield. Um, that's <laughs> no. the that's the time. Ty- you know, that's the the version that I am. You know, fresh off of my my success in I'm uh, computer generated Bill Murray. <laughs> lost in translation. You know, my next project, I decided I wanted to become this cat that I am now. And so here I am, and I'm going to tell you all about Astro Boy 51, the very last episode of the 1980 Astro Boy show, and it's called Astro's First Love. And here's a little knops for you. Wet your little wet your little wissies. Wet your whistle on this knops.
1: <laughs> Don't say wet your wissies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it. I'm <laughs> just trying to get
0: my wissy wet.
1: No. <laughs> No, please read the words. Let instead. me just dug my
0: wissy in here. <laughs>
1: I'm just gotta toot that wissy. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, woof.
0: Okay, okay. The whistle's my bottom. <laughs> Astro's first love. Astro Boy is tasked to retrieve one of his own blueprint templates from a military fortress of the Groda Republic. He meets and bonds with Nikki, a sentient robot girl built from his very template, which unfortunately incorporates a neutron bomb. And in order to stop the bomb, the two robot children have to make a costly sacrifice.
1: Yeah. Gosh, dang, this was a good one. This um, was a
0: really fucking good one.
1: Yeah, I wish, uh, you know, they didn't just kind of I know we're all spoilers here and you should theoretically be watching these episodes, but mm. that was a plot twist at the end that I, I didn't really see coming. And uh I thought it was a good one. It would have been nice to sort of work up to it. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little little theater reveal there. Now, which but, plot you know, twist are you talking about? I'm talking about the reveal that the girl herself, this girl robot, was was this exploding bomb
0: robot. Oh, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, which I did not expect. It was. I I felt like it was done very well.
0: This it was. was a very good episode. It was, and I feel. I feel many things about it. I mostly really like it. But as a as a final episode, like, I don't know if they knew it was going to be the final episode or not. But, like, it is kind of an odd choice to suddenly, in episode 51, like, now introduce, like, a damsel robot for him to go save in the very yeah. last one. And then have her die. Sure. Um,
1: Although, at the same time, I think it also was a good choice to end the show on because it brought back the... I think the initial ideas of Astro boy of weapons with conscious with, you know, yeah. a, a, a deadly weapon with a, a human soul, you know, with compassion mm-hmm. and the ability to do the right thing. Um, and so I think that was, you know, kind of tied it all back in from the beginning of the show uh, in creating Nikki um, because so yeah, this it out uh, the weird part is that, they're all called into a to a room with Doctor Elephant and and some other dudes, and they're like, "Yeah, we actually turns out we retconned and and that your original doctor made like an early design right for a robot, and it's also a bomb, hmm. and they shelved it because it's a bomb, <laughs> and they have a full blueprints. blown nuclear
0: bomb, and they're explicit about that, yeah." yeah. Um, not only that,
1: and, and her name in
0: Japanese, or at least the original translation, um, I'm not gonna, uh, but was Nuka. So then, oh. uh, so then, yeah, so Austin, you, it would have been a little bit less of a, especially oh, Nikki, how, how Astro Nikki Boy's was name is Nuki? Adam. Yeah. So it's
1: like <laughs> it a, Nuki, the nuclear warhead. <laughs> the nuclear warhead. <laughs> hey kids. It's wee Nookie. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to stop, drop, and roll. Don't lick me, I'm dangerous. Take cover under your desk. <laughs> it's like weird uh, Fallout promotional character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, but but yeah. it is one
0: of those things that has been a, a sort of a constant recurring theme in this uh, particular dub, although I'm sure it's happened in other times too, is... Renaming names that had some sort of actual value and not getting it, putting yeah, on like sure. a normal a normal Bible name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't. I don't know that why they would do that for this one. Because Nuka. I mean, I guess that's kind of a weird name for a girl if you're going to dub it for Americans. But like, still, it gets the point across.
1: I don't yeah, think but that's... Nikki
0: with two K's and two I's is uh, offensive to to me. I know it's kind of the preferred female (laughs) spelling, but I don't care for it one bit. Sure. You know what I don't care for one bit? When they're describing this other robot that was built as a bomb one of the guys with a big mustache goes yes and if you touch it in the right spot it like goes boom and i'm like hey don't i know it that's what's a up? girl you nasty
1: boy <laughs> <laughs> well, so in context in up. the beginning of the episode we don't know that it's like a, 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 cre- a creation you know like we don't know it's an actual robot we think it's just the blueprints for this design Right. And so these blueprints have been secreted away somewhere. They were stolen. And now they're being held in an underground compound in the, in the Republic of Grata. And so it's up to Astroboy to go and rescue these blueprints and I don't know, destroy them or just get them out of the hands of, of the bad people but
0: he's got and... to go undercover so they spray a bunch of boy skin on him and give him normal <laughs> yeah, hair yeah they give they yeah. give him a spray some spray on skin and a tough fingernails of of hair. to his fingers <laughs> yeah, they add finger... or... it's actually but it was actually still really kind of cool and grotesque it's a lot like um, yeah the opening the sort of the opening credits from Ghost in the Shell where they're putting it yeah. together right. yeah it's 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 nasty
1: yeah it's a little grotesque uh yeah, they like yeah, when they're just like adding fingernails to his yeah. fingers and like molding <laughs> And the fingernails his skin don't even last that
0: long. He has about two scenes of fingernails before he gets caught on fire. Yeah, because yeah.
1: apparently all he needed to do was take a train to get to the front gate. <laughs> well, they were worried
0: they were worried about um like an inner like an international incident. Oh so, like a
1: border some sort of yeah, border. So he issue. needed to get
0: into the country without it being literally, hey, Astro Boys flying into the country.
1: Right, because he's a, f- a little tiny flying Harrier jet. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Uh, when they finally finished read read like like putting clothes and boy skin on him, uh, like he stands, <laughs> 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 he stands, he stands in front of a mirror and is looking at himself. And Elephant goes, "There, now you look like any little boy." And the camera pans out, and then we see that he's still wearing these bright red fucking boots. And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, these circus I don't know. boots." I don't know. Maybe give him new <laughs> shoes though. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's uh, indistinguishable from before. He's got a, he's just got fingernails and uh, and a, he and a wig. He does have a wig on. Yeah, he's got yeah. a wig on, but otherwise, like I did not see a difference between his what is what we call his robot skin and his and the spray on skin. No,
1: yeah, I think you just kind of have to assume that he does look super noticeable as a robot, just because yeah. throughout the show, people are like, oh, you must be a robot. Like, well, uh, the
0: black parts, the black parts have a have like a metal shine to them, but I still, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny to be like, okay, now you look totally different and completely believable. <laughs> we put white skin over your white skin, and there it yeah. is. <laughs> uh, um, so, so yeah, so he ends up on a plane and then a train and ends up in the then country. Then an automobile. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, we skipped the automobile part. Um, and it's too bad. To get no, John Candy. No, in in one. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we skipped John Candy. But as soon as he he like jumps off this train, yeah, he does oh, a tuck and roll. Here is a question. He has he, he has a huge thing of luggage, like a big piece of luggage that he has to like fake is heavy and bring on board and he's mm-hmm. got it on the train. But when he jumps off the train, he just leaves the luggage on board the train,
1: which feels more suspicious than. Yeah, that was what I thought, luggage. too. Yeah, it's
0: like the, the most suspicious thing you can possibly do is leave, <laughs> leave your luggage unattended. <laughs> yeah. um, the yeah. TSA is going to blow that up. I guess, supposedly, if, if I were to find logic in it, they felt that he couldn't possibly travel this far without, you know, having something to pretend is sure. food and clothes and stuff. Sure, um, that makes sense. Then he just ditches it. But I, I would have said, yeah, to the, have the to have the guy call it out specifically later. Like, hey, where are you going, buddy? You left without your, your luggage, with, friend. Without your giant
1: suspicious luggage. <laughs> Well, uh, and I didn't know if there was supposed to be something mission critical in there that he just forgot. Oh yeah, or...
0: I, I that's what so. I thought too. Kind of was like it felt like a weird red herring. More boy yeah. skin.
1: More boy skin. <laughs> More boy skin. Keeping it in, the lo- <laughs> in,
0: a, in a, keeping it in his suitcase, just like his dear old dad.
1: Yeah, wasn't isn't that his his father was Professor Boyskin? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. It's
1: totally it's totally his name. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Boyskin.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, so he jumps off the train and, and immediately he runs into this cute girl in the woods
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and starts getting really aggressive with her because, like, and I was yeah. taking a back by and and I yeah, was, I think
1: Yeah, same. Uh, I kind of
0: missed, I think that I, I'm on the exact same page as you guys, but what you said earlier gave it a little bit more context about him trying to be there, avoiding some sort of international disaster. Uh huh. Right, And but that it's like, context was totally lost on me. So he just right. sees Astro Boy jump out of a train and start berating a little girl. It was very weird.
1: Well, he's not just berating a girl. He's, like, threatening her with, like, yeah. hey, you, you know, you've seen, I can't let you've you seen leave. You've too much. <laughs> you've, you've seen too much, girly. I should <laughs> have let you go.
0: You shut up. You answer my questions, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like, very odd. She was asking him this question. He's like, No, I don't answer questions. I'm Astro Boy. You answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> you are the girl. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. way to
1: be secret about it. I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: But he was he just rips worried because she she off him. of a tree
1: and throws it in front of her to block her path. Just like, yeah. Because she's on wheels.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry. She, she's, it, we have viewers who maybe aren't watching. She has no wheels, and this branch in front of her was very odd. Yeah, I don't know if maybe it hit her in the original cut. I don't know.
1: I don't know. They but a definitely... branch, in, a
0: branch in front of a person does not a uh, you know
1: does not an obstacle <laughs> make. make. No. Yeah. Um. But they both discover the other is a robot, mm-hmm. and they chat. And he's like, "Hey, do you know where this? How to get into this? You know, top secret compound?" She's like, "Oh, do I? Oh, do I?" yeah come on let's go uh, i know i said (laughs) i
0: didn't trust you five seconds ago but you're gonna need to show me how to get into this top secret compound without being seen and she goes okay yeah." Uh, so
1: he tries the the fence method god this is so
0: stupid she tells him hey astro lasers are gonna blast you to shit if you go through the barbed wire and he's like (laughs) lol noob and then goes in and lasers blast him to shit just like yeah he said and melts, were his, boy, boy uh, yeah, off. It melts his boy skin <laughs> off. and i was actually gonna say i, I think it might have just been an attempt to get back to drawing you not know, having to draw the complicated boy skin model the whole episode no, yeah, I think <laughs> so. lasers just burn off his skin and clothes and hair and also leave him... it's
1: less upsetting than see him physically tear his own skin off yeah <laughs> Sort of a, uh, another way to have that happen, but he's really. all,
0: he's he's all, he's all fully on fire, and in a kind of comedic uh, end to what is a a very yeah. kind of traumatizing uh, a little scene. But he tunnels, he tunnels out, yeah. and we haven't really seen him do that before. He just with his hands, he just starts digging a hole like a little doggy boy. Yeah, he, po- <laughs> he just pops up like a mole, and he's like, and he pops up like a mole, <laughs> dirty.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and then Nikki's like, whoa, you stupid idiot. Let's just <laughs> yeah. go to the front door.
0: <laughs> yeah, she apparently lives there because, of course, as we, you know, as we know, having watched the episode, she is the weapon that was built. Um, right. And but so we she... could also
1: assume and like I assume that she was just kind of a robot who lived on the base because uh-huh. there are robots everywhere and right. robots be built.
0: And she drags Astro Boy through the front door as if he's like a dead robot she's using for scrap. And uh and that lets her get past the guards and then she starts telling him all this stuff about like how she's lonely and she wants a robot friend and there's no <laughs> robots around here that'd be her friend and like Dr. Rindolph made all the robots here and then like <laughs> And there are terrifying monsters.
1: Yeah, yeah they're dinosaur <laughs> monsters.
0: They're soldiers <laughs>
1: d- dino dino soldiers is what they are. <laughs>
0: And and they're so scary. These robots are horrible and they like send drones out and they're like Yeah, these little tiny them. like
1: robot cicadas or something that <laughs> fly <laughs> out
0: and it's just really menacing. And then yeah. she at the end of that little sequence she says a thing and I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." She's like, "Yeah, did you see that? How the hell could I ever be friends with those robots?" Like <laughs> And I'm like, "Yeah." I will also say get it.
1: they get away with a lot on this base. This is yeah. very poor security. She walks <laughs> in with a, you know, a weapon of war who's basically just keeping his eyes open real good. Uh-huh. Um, and that gets her into the gate. And then these like robot drone robots that come in, these like dinosaur monsters that check her out. And she's just like, hey, it's me. And, you know, with another guy. <laughs> and yeah. they are like, all right, cool. She's cool.
0: Checks out. She's just brought another boy home. Well, I think, yeah. I think it, it bears mentioning, too, that. You know, this is this is kind of literally still the Cold War and they go to what is clearly, a, you know, Eastern European facsimile. Mm-hmm. Very true. So so I, I think some of that context uh, gives it a little bit more heft. Uh, so they they kind of they they do like a little sequence where they break break into the 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 facility and they go farther and they, you know, they trigger some booby traps and together they like work together to get out of it. And eventually they're confronted with a, uh, an image of Dr. Rindolph on a giant screen and he's super pissed. And he reveals that Nikki is the robot that is also a bomb that he built her from the the blueprints.
1: Yeah, he does kind of a watchman like uh, and he's like, you're too late. Already. I've already built it. Yeah. Um, kind of move where, you know, it's like, yeah, man, I built that like weeks <laughs> ago. Yeah. Shit's already done. It's her. She's the bomb. Um, And she's really
0: ashamed. Like, she's super sad and runs off. And uh, this is a sequence that I feel like is just such a waste of money and resources. Uh, But (laughs) suddenly, suddenly a rocket takes off. And I'm like, oh, where the fuck is this giant rocket going? And then we realize that inside the rocket is Astro Boy. Like, that whole chamber that he was in is in the rocket. And he's sending him to the sun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. See, I love that. It's so it's good. Yeah, and how else do you get rid of Astro boy, you know? You you put him in a in a in a thing and you just send it to the sun. <laughs> it's like, all right, you're going to go go there and you're going to live there now. And the sun is your new dad. <laughs> and it has a magnetized like electromagnetic. Da- my dad is the sun god Ra. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is like a electromagnetic wall so that he can't get out. Everything shocks him. Uh, and then they find out that Nikki has clung to the outside of the rocket. Um, Which is pretty like baller. The good frame move. That she is. Yeah. And she like tears out the wiring that disables the electro uh, electromagnets and then Astro Boy can get out real quickly. And and then the Dr. Rindolph's like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> okay. And in the meantime. New plan.
0: He's triggered the bomb and there's now this like one hour countdown until she explodes. Yeah. uh, Which is pretty fucked up. Like the the last few minutes of this episode are very like emotional and memorable for me.
1: It's really well done. She's, you know, beeping. She's got like her little headband is beeping. And that signifies that this nuke is active and nothing really can be done about it because her whole body is a bomb. And, you know, they come back in. To the base after leaving the rocket, which explodes, and then they fly back in. There's some like action <laughs> Big pew nonsense pew pew lasers. that
0: happens. Oh they, god! I, but they fight a giant boxing robot ant.
1: They do. That For was like, great. <laughs> I also like,
0: think ten seconds though. It's so lame. It's, that sequence should have lasted longer. I want. I wanted yeah. more out of this. Like, like, su- like, super punch out ant robot.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. That was like a weird Sailor Moon monster of the week that I have really loved to see. Uh, is this like boxing ant robot? This boxing ant robot, yeah. Um. Something else they do, though, is I think from episode 51 back to the first episode we watched, they've gotten a lot better at action. I think yeah. they've made it a lot more visually interesting. There's a moment where there's like a control tower and Astro Boy like flies around it and it twists up. Oh, Yeah comically like twists around like it's made of rubber or something. Mm-hmm. And, and he like
0: he blasts it with his like laser farts like a like a stench teen. And <laughs> That's right. And it's it's really good. It's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, they've sequence. just
1: become more clever about how they do how they do their animated action sequences.
0: And that basically takes us to uh the Bad Doctors, the Bad Doctor's Crime Lab. Yeah. Uh where uh Astro Boy wants her Wants him to take the bomb out of her. And he says he can't. She's a bomb. Sorry, dude. Like, she's a bomb.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's a whole bomb.
0: <laughs> like, it, like, I feel like they're having this conversation. Like, no, just take the bomb part out of her. And he's like, no. <laughs> no, she is, she the, is b- the bomb. No, but just take that out. No, but just out. take the
1: bomb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, she,
1: her whole. You would think, though, if you lived on a nuclear, on like a, on a base with a bomb, and you could just sort of absentmindedly press the button that activates it, that you can't just like. Yeah, hit another button to turn it off.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: <laughs> it seems that's like a, good a point. A lack so, of
0: oversight. While they're or... while they're in there, uh, Astro Boy accomplishes his goal of destroying the Astro Boy plans. Which mm. yeah, we we had thought you know he was there for the plans. Then he finds out that the plans already got used to make one. But uh, I think short-sightedly, as it will come to be come to be known, uh, destroyed the plans anyway and so as um as Nikki is disassembled in order to disable the bomb there's now no real way to put her back together she's sort of destroyed beyond recognition
1: well and they have a they the, the whole way that that happens is heartbreaking cuz first yeah. uh she lays down and uh the the doctor is like well look i'll I'll see what i can do but i yeah i think i don't She's really, really a there's definitely much a I whole can yeah, and I, <laughs> really made this whole bomb. Bomb.
0: I just pretty much put a wig on this bomb.
1: <laughs> uh, but Astro is talking to Nikki and he's like, I don't know what this feeling is. I just care about you so much. And I think it's love. I think that's love. And I think I love you. And Nikki's like, I love you so much, Astro. Uh, uh, you know, just like sweet. Also, it's a little fast, I think to yeah fully jump there but it's still well you know, i it's think if very, it, in, a, like,
0: in a longer thing it, it could easily be that this is it, it was fast and, and mm-hmm. it, it maybe wasn't true love but just a robot's sort of inability to discern the, this this who, child robot has a new emotion and right the best thing they can guess it is is love
1: right and yeah you know to see them have that connection he holds her hand he's standing there holding her hand while he's disassembled, while the, the doctor is like crudely like tearing her off her hair and her scalp and like pulling like wires apart and like uh. taking parts of her body apart, and her hand <laughs> falls apart in his hand. Uh. Like, that's how devastating this is. This is like, you know, you want to talk about like uh, an allegory for like degenerative illness or something. Like, it's oh, totally. This is like brutal. It's, brutal, yeah. you know, they could have chosen to do this in a very generic way of a still would have been emotional. But, you know, I'll blow up, you know, you go and then she just blows up and we just see a big explosion and that's it. This this is like a fucking knife and twisting it in your gut. You know, like, yeah. that was that was intense. Brutal. Yeah, it was really intense. Holy shit. You know, um, and he
0: may he may have lost her entirely and she was disassembled right before his eyes, but he'll at least always have her legs.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's the, the little coda to this episode and to the show, I guess, in general, is he shows back up at his old friend Dr. Elefun's house with a pair of, of lady legs. He's got her legs from, like, the knee down to the foot uh, all the way. Um, I knew she wasn't
0: entirely bomb.
1: <laughs> yeah, she These wasn't was entirely still good. Bomb. <laughs> Right, and he's like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I, sure, I sure I sure want to have these legs on my body now she'll like always a be a part of me she'll always be a part of me which is like it's sweet but also it's very serial killer yeah he like the,
0: the last moments of this show are him staring at the audience and being like
1: hey don't let anyone know I'm
0: wearing my ex-girlfriend's legs <laughs> you won't tell anybody will you? it's a secret
1: between us <laughs> goodbye I mean, mm, they feel so good. Why? Why is that? It's like, it's okay, really, Buffalo really weird. Bill. So, so what I read
0: a little bit about this was, I believe this is supposed to be like a little tiny snippet of Osama Tezuka's like um, approved trivia. And that's kind of what that last little bit is. Oh. Is like, don't tell anybody because it's like, it's like an Easter egg kind of, but it felt super weird. It was. Yeah. It, it, I think I think the original had some sort of um, a preamble that opened on him talking about Astro Boy, and I don't know how much of the episode he would have given as. Oh, a, interesting. A, as introduction, I couldn't find that that version of the of the video. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so this, this so is so that's sort a little of like... context to the very very scary scene at the end where he's <laughs> like, "Don't tell anybody, I'm wearing
1: someone else's legs." <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I'm still trying to take a step back and like appreciate the sweetness of it all, because it was very sweet and well done, except for just the looking at it now. It just feels so yucky. <laughs> but I think to robots, it feel it must be a very to sweet robots gesture. It can be, you
0: can, yeah, I think it's a very sweet gesture between yeah. robots. You're just going to we'll just trade feet and I'll wear your feet <laughs> just, and you'll wear my feet.
1: We'll just trade feet. <laughs>
0: Hey uh hey hey guess what guys? Oh What's no, that? don't tell me you've done a crime. <laughs> I've, I've committed a small crime. It's Quick Fix.
1: <laughs> All right, you better we better lawyer up now. <laughs> As no, Andy, Andy's lawyer, I advise you to say nothing.
0: <laughs> this one won't send us to jail. Welcome back to Quick Fix. It's that wonderful segment where I uh, I go find really weird fan fiction and read summaries aloud to you. So uh i this i did astro boy this time around and i like to call this one the dan rush special um because all of the all three of these are written by the same guy his name is dan rush and he i guess
1: on the lighted (laughs) stage approaches the unreal
0: (laughs) yeah exactly uh apparently he lives in bremerton and was like a 20-year navy vet and most of that time he spent in japan i learned this from his fanfiction.net profile wow uh So this first fic is called Squadron Roster. I literally didn't ask
1: for his life story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this first fic is called Squadron Roster. And his summary is, this is just a test post using my new goggle crone laptop to see if it's good with the site. I want to start putting more stories here since I got tossed off Astro Boy Online because they can't stand (laughs) politics laced with their stories. Well, I'm sorry if you'll never understand Tezuka, you guys.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, first of all, though, like that's they gotta fix that. Come on, <laughs> he does have a good point.
0: Yeah, he he does have a good point, but uh, yeah, here's 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 the one that he really wrote. Uh, this this one's called Countdown to Damocles, which I guess is him misspelling Damocles. And the summary is: Astro Boy and Huey Freeman from Boondocks must prevent the possible use <laughs> of an atomic weapon developed by the Japanese Imperial Navy at the end of World War Two.
1: Okay, so maybe I'm seeing what Astro Boy, what the Astro Boy website was seeing in there. They gave him the boot.
0: (laughs) The big shiny red boot.
1: Okay. Oh my god. What else do you got?
0: This next one's really good. I actually have a summary and a bit of a snippet from the story itself. Uh, It's called Warning to Kim (laughs) Jong-un. Uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has directly threatened Japan today, 12 April 2013, so Astro writes him a letter. And here is my ever-so-slightly edited uh, excerpt. If you launch a missile at Japan, I will knock it down. I will then hover between North Korea and Japan and kindly warn you not to launch another missile. If you launch another missile, I will knock it down. I will then strongly urge you not to launch another missile. If you launch a third missile, I will knock that missile down. I will then fly to where you launched that missile, and I will tie the launcher into a steel pretzel. By this (laughs) point, I suppose you'll be a little shocked and a little angry at me. That's okay. If you wish to continue your stupidity after that point, Mr. Un, then I will fly you to the War Crimes Tribunal encased in a messy, gooey (laughs) ball of caramel taffy. And trust me, it will take a whole year before they can fit you into a prison cell." Wow. I'm increasingly concerned. This guy spent 20 years in the military without yeah. getting without getting uh, kicked kicked out. What like like they, like like his Astro Boy, like his first like his favorite Astro Boy fan site. Maybe they should have <laughs> kicked him out. <laughs> I just, I love, I love that. Like it's really serious until he talks about tying it into a pretzel or into a pretzel, and then and then burying you in goo. Yeah, does
1: he think a nuke is launched from just like a cannon, like an old timey cannon? <laughs> <laughs> and I like, don't think that's what how that works. What's a messy gooey, gooey ball of caramel taffy have to do with this? <laughs> Asteroid uh, not a candy naturally, boy. <laughs> It's naturally the weakness of Kim Jong Un. <laughs>
0: we know, we all know how much he famously loves taffy <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that fat boy in a ball of taffy and roll it <laughs> to the moon now I don't have any more summaries for you but I do want to tell you uh, that Dan also wrote a series of fics designed to be a pilot for a new Star Trek show that also has Astro Boy in it and oh, no. also a story where Astro Boy reacts to Sandy Hook so <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I bet, I, 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 I'm starting to think this guy wrote a thing where Astro Boy doesn't believe Sandy Hook happened <laughs>
1: Oh no. Well oh. that was a false flag! <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: I just... The parents are actors!
1: <laughs> I swear <laughs> to god.
0: I just I was looking for other ones and I found a few like promising ones, but then I just I kept seeing this guy's name and I had to dive deeper. So. Are we
1: just like tying Astro Boy now <laughs> with all Alex Jones uh, Alex conspiracy? Jones, yeah. <laughs> They're making the frogs gay! <laughs> It's a game, mob, baby! <laughs> they got microchips in your head! <laughs> okay. Well, thanks thank for you being for being here, for...
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you, Dan Rush. <laughs> and I guess to, to cap out the conversation of Astro Boy, uh, big picture thoughts and feelings?
1: Yeah. This what is... do we feel? I, th- I feel like we've pretty much said it already. Um, you know, it, I think it was a really well done show. I think Jessica yeah. had a really good print for it. You know, the, uh, he set a really strong baseline, I think. Mm hmm. Um, and I was never expecting the show to be as in depth and as well thought out as it actually was.
0: Yeah, I think he made a good blueprint uh for the show in that, uh, most of its adaptations have been received pretty well because having sort of a pseudo you know pacifist allegory right about a weapon that feels remorse and having that character be really naive and getting to see the world through that person's eyes and having them be very like pure like you get to tell yeah like a lot of the same stories when you when you adapt it but they're always like that's always topical and that's always fun and if you make Astro boy really cute we are so there for it
1: yeah it's it's really cool that it looks from the outside, just from from never actually watching Astro Boy or consuming Astro Boy media from the outside. It always just looked very one dimensional. It looked very simplistic and and just like, oh, OK, here he is to save the day. Great. That's it. You know, he's a, he's a boy and he's got guns or he can fly in little boots or whatever. And that's it. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, no, I there's think... a, lot, a lot more going on there.
0: I think when it comes to anything with this kind of staying power, it's sometimes a little bit of both, you know, like Superman, like sure. It's in, in, in some ways is very, you could, you could boil down what it is to a few sentences to explain it, but sure. But to pretend that it doesn't have the legs is kind of like, well, there's a reason it's been around for 60 years.
1: Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah. And in the hands of good storytellers, there's obviously there's enough grist for the mill to like tell really engaging stories.
0: So I, I'm, I'm actually I feel really good that we got to spend a few weeks uh watching this show because it's the kind of thing that would always fall to the bottom of my watch list, right? Like yeah, sure. I'm never necessarily like without some serious prompting, I would never necessarily go back and be like, you know what? Today I'm gonna watch the old eighties Astro Boy show. Um well, something about like, it never, you know, it's never really screamed. hard to get around to like the B plus classics, you know? There's just yeah of what of whatever genres your of your is your is your style, you know. Well, it's same it's the they're... same with any anything
1: really when they're so universally um, taken as influence as influence for other stuff later, like we've all Mm -hmm. seen the stuff later that has sort of improved or been heavily inspired by it. So it feels regressive to go back at the thing that did it first sometimes. And but it's really important to, to see those things. I
0: thought there was a very fun bookend where in the first episode, they make a big deal about how much of a boy robot he is. And then the last episode, he gets girls' feet. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of. Is that, <laughs> like, is that like getting cold feet? Like, no, oh, it's just, it's just oh, now he's I got, got a boy robot. He's something else. <laughs> I got That's girls' true. feet. He's, he's got girls' he's feet.
1: Uh, a, a nuanced uh, expression of gender.
0: He's wearing his girlfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got human shoes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess we're saying goodbye to our Super Kids arc for now. Yeah, Uh, goodbye, Super Kids. It was really fun. Um, Next week, I think we've got some sort of special surprise planned for Christmas. And then uh, we're starting a new arc. Do we want to? Do we wanna? I think I think we say. I think we I think we let them know. It's a little this early is early this th- Christmas present. A little early Christmas <laughs> present from from us to you. And from us to us, this has been <laughs> something we've wanted to watch for so long now. And we finally kind of carved out enough room in the schedule to watch a show called Fish Police. Fish
1: Police. <laughs> Fish Police <laughs>
0: It's going to be really great. I don't know. I don't know. We haven't watched it yet. Um, well, it's called Fish Police. So, I mean, it's basically it.
1: It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it has to be great. I think, <laughs> I think it has to be amazing.
0: Yeah, pretty you much know, if guaranteed. if they
1: have a B episode of Fish Police, I think we've sort of <laughs> checked off all of our boxes. <laughs>
0: oh man but we're gonna we're gonna pack that thing full of guests as much as possible and and we're gonna have a really good time um so we're doing mm-hmm. a mini arc for three weeks just to watch all six episodes of fish police because they only made six right And they only aired like three hey, of them before if, they pulled it if, if, if you got it if you you know something done, if you got it done right the first time you know six is all you need
1: right and <laughs> no, just it, because it's about police that doesn't mean we're narcs you know we're still like <laughs> sure you know, sure we're,
0: we're still the same dangerous bad boys you came, you come, you come right. to hang out with under the bridge every week. We're the, mm-hmm. we're still the same uh, various savory foods loving orange cats that you love and 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 come back for all the time. Yeah, um, we're,
1: we're three Garfields, and I think it's time. I think the timeline has started to merge, and we are uh, oh. reforming into a single Garfield. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no, I feel it, and we will Whoa. soon all become the Omnicarf.
0: I'm gonna be the beat
1: Thank you for listening to our Radio program We are the Garfield We are the single Garfield There's only one but (laughs) Garfield we live we live entirely
0: through social media now we exist we exist in a in a digital domain known as instagram and facebook and twitter and website our website is wwws dot c-o-m we are there we are
1: forever we That's are forever correct. it's s-a-t-a-m
0: dot morning Garfield is confused. Our numbers are becoming zeros and ones, and letters have no value. We are transcending to new planes. We will not be long for this world. Please return next week to find our echoes and listen to more cartoon pods. Thank you. Listen to our pods. We are we are but pod, but but one single pod of three Garfields. We are forever. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha (laughs)
1: Ha 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 ha